Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to watch more analysis of the stocks in this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the market report videos under the Learning Center. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. The Australian stock market could fall to around 5,400 points and our miners could be in trouble. Hello and welcome to this week's Australian Stock Market Report. Now this week we'll look at the Australian miners, BHP, Rio and Fortescue and whether how they might be affected by China, COVID-19 and Vale opening a new mine. Then we'll get into the market so I can share with you my thoughts on the Australian stock market, where it's heading along with answering your questions and looking at stocks for you. Hello, I'm Dale Gillen, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within, and we're Australia's most trusted stock market educators. Before we move on, thank you for showing your support for our channel and hitting that subscribe button. Remember, as you subscribe, click the bell on the right of it so you keep up to date with our latest videos. Also, remember to tune into our live Australian stock market show every Tuesday, 7 to 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Time. This is the show where you get to ask us, the stock market education and trading experts, to look at your favourite stocks and answer all of your questions. Questions. Well, Vale, the world's largest producer of iron ore pallets and nickel, has approved the $1.5 billion Sarah Sol 120 project in Brazil. Now, some of you may remember that in January 2019 that Vale had a disastrous dam failure that halted their operations in Brazil, which resulted in Australian mining stock prices rising strongly. Now, how did this affect our miners? Well, from January uh, to July 2019, BHP rose over 20%, whilst Rio Tinto, that increased by 30%, and Fortescue Metals, that actually grew by a whopping 128%. Now, BHP and Rio peaked in July of 2019 before falling away, and those two miners are still trading below their highs of July 2019. That said, Fortescue, on the other hand, really did benefit more from the Vale mine shutting down, and it's up more than 80% on its July 2019 levels. Now, whilst Vale expects the project to commence in the first half of 2022, I don't believe this will be a positive move for Australian miners, especially Fortescue. Now, whilst Brazil has been hard hit with COVID-19 infections, which is slowing down Vale's attempts to get the Sarah Sol 120 project up and running, the big issue facing Australian miners right now is our strained relationship with China. Currently, Australia delivers roughly 60% of the total iron ore imports to China, which puts BHP, Rio and Fortescue heavily at risk if this sort of situation changes. Now, despite the COVID-19 pandemic exports in iron ore to China have increased by around 8%, which is good given news that China has imposed bans on beef and tariffs on our barley, not to mention the investigation into wine that caused Treasury Wines Estates to fall heavily. 
Australia is a significant player in the world when it comes to metals, and so whilst China is not targeting our iron ore like other commodities, we do need to be prepared, as I believe Fortescue is at most at risk given that it supplies lower-grade iron ore. That said, when the world moves into recovery mode from the COVID-19 recession, materials are likely to create the next boom as nations focus on infrastructure to stimulate their economies. Given this, I believe we'll see a switching of the guard from the tech bubble to the commodities in the not-too-distant future, and Australia is really well-placed to profit from this. So what were the best and worst performing sectors last week? Well, interestingly, in a down week for the market, materials was the best sector, up almost 1%. This was followed by healthcare, not just not far behind, just up 0.8 of a percent. Communication services was next down 0.5% for the week. Now, the worst performers included energy, and that was down 5.73%. Information technology was next, down 3.61%, followed by industrials down 2.79% for the week. Looking at the ASX top 100 stocks, the best performers included Whitehaven Coal, which is up over 5 point, or was up 5.29%. Rio Tinto was up 4.48%, whilst Virgin Money and Adbury were both up over 4%. The worst performers included Origin Energy down 12.01%, IWF was down 9.19%, and Oil Search ended the week down 8.36%. So what do I expect in the market moving forward? Well, let's get into the charts for our S&P 500 All Ordinaries Index update for this week. We'll also answer your questions and look at the stocks that you've chosen for me. Well, again, our market was down last week, but how far can it fall? That's what we're going to get into now when we go and look at our charts. I've done some predictions or some um, uh, predictions of where it might actually fall to and what stocks are looking a little bit weak at the moment. But let's look at the charts for the moment. I'll put my glasses on so I can actually see where I'm going. And you can see here on the screen how we've got a few weeks down. There's 14 days down. If I go onto the daily chart, you'll see that that high there was the 25th of August, and you can see it's moved down. These downward moves are a lot longer than um, what, well, let me get another one that way, where you go. There you go, you can see that from there to there. There's, sorry, 13 days I counted wrong. I thought it was 14, there you go. So we're down about 5.5% over these 13 days, but you can see here it's downward move slight, and slide up, we move a big downward move over one, two, three days, and then only two days back up, and then two big days down and one day up, and now we've got three down days. So what's happening there, what you're seeing here is this tipping over, and that's suggesting more bearishness because it's got a few more days going down, um, but when they do retrace, it's not retracing as much as it fell. You can see here from this one here down to there, it only retraced it back about half of what it actually fell through here. So it'll be interesting to see whether we get an update um, on Monday here. I mean, obviously I'm recording this Monday morning, but if we get an update here or one or two updates and then see another day down. If we get a fourth day down and maybe a fifth day down, that will see an extending of this and to say that we are really now starting to move into that load that I was expecting and I'll just get rid of that little line there. You can see what I'm thinking of the market will move down into this sort of low. Now, looking at where I'm thinking it might actually fall to, let me just hide this for a second. I'll get that out of the road and I'll, um, there we go, get one that out of the road. I'll just show you what I'm thinking in terms of how it might, how it might fall. So if we I'll put my little lock on there 
and we go to that high there. Now, these are different levels that could find some support. So it's definitely going to go through, if it is falling down into the low, it's pretty much going to go through that 5,880 points, but I'm suggesting it could go probably at least to that 5,600 to even to, to that 5,400. I don't think if our market's more longer-term bullish or medium to longer-term bullish and we are bullish into next year, then I would suggest it's going to fold, hold up around that 5,400 points. If it starts going below that level, then um, that will change my opinion just somewhat about how far we might move out of this. But again, it's all about the economics. We need to see what the economy is doing in this third quarter of 2020. And, and obviously when Victoria gets to open up and a whole range of things that are going around the country. So it is right now like an elastic band in terms of where the market is actually going and, and what's likely to do. But looking at our, our sectors in our market, I think I'll go back through here. Not, not that one, not that one, not that one. Where are we? I'll go back to it and I'll show you our sectors in the Australian market. Um, where is it? I've forgotten where it is. There is it. There it is. Um, looking at our sectors in the marketplace, you can see our information technology is really down, energy is down. I would expect some of these sectors here to start performing a little bit better than some of the other sectors that have been down. If we go into the year, you'll see here that information technology and healthcare have been the better performance, but I'd be looking at some of these bottom ones to get some opportunities. And, and whilst I did mention BHP and Rio there, I still think I do like BHP and Rio uh, as companies, and I do like some of the other stocks. I do like um, shares like Computer Share. Information technology has been quite bullish this year, but Computer Share has been held back, um, which suggests it will play catch up there. So there's a few good stocks to look at. Um, across the market but right now is not necessarily the time to be going in and buying stock right now is the time just to sit back on your hands a little bit and watch what happens and if the market does start to fall away this week and go down to those levels that I was mentioning it could be that you may need to enact a stop loss or an exit strategy depending on the stocks that you have but I start, I'm start, i starting to see or I'm starting to think that there'll be a changing of the guard from some of the smaller mid cap stocks to the bigger bigger blue chip stocks so expect some of those stocks to do better in the next six months. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm calling at the moment. So please stay. Just be very, very careful before you buy anything right now and, and be ready to exit in case the fall is larger and bigger than what I'm expecting at this point in time. Because right now anything can happen. And obviously with coronavirus, we can't necessarily predict what's going to happen there. We may get major outbreaks in other states in Australia, which could cause us to go into a bigger lockdown in those states. And that could cause another uh, catastrophe across industries, etc. So just be patient. Wait for the market to tell you what it's doing and then make your, your decisions from there. But let's get into our questions for the day. Now, the first question we have today is from Mr. CJC, who says, Hi, Dale, could you give an update on CSL, please? Oh, I like your stock, mate. I really do like that stock. Um, he's giving an update on CSL, looking to own and hold for the long term. Thank you, fan of the show. Well, thank you for being a fan of the show and thank you for supporting us. So let's go and have a look at CSL on the charts. Now, I do like CSL. Right now, it's a bit bearish. And I think Janine and I have mentioned it a couple of times on the show. You can see here how it's high was way back there in February and has hasn't done as well. We did get a bit of a spike there when there was talk about you know the, the COVID-19 vac vaccine, etc. So it has hit that spike up, which is this week here that we look at here on um, the 21st or week ending the 21st of August. But it's still showing a little bit of weakness here. So I'm not suggesting it's holding up at this point in time. I think it's time to sit back and wait a little bit. Um, if it does fall away this week, uh, then it could find some support around the bottom there around 270. But if it falls through that, it, should, it could go a little bit further. But Looking at this stock, medium to longer term, I do like it. 
but it does need to have a bit of a retracement. You can see how it's just getting steeper and steeper and steeper. So I think it does, it could come right down into sort of 200 to 220 mark um, over the next coming weeks and or months. But we'll see what happens. But right now, a tiny little bit too early to get into it. But keep it on your watch list because I really do like this stock, as I said. Um, and whilst right now I wouldn't be buying into it, I'd still be having this on my watch list. So please do look after yourself on this one. Don't jump too early because you could be buying it as it's falling away. Um, the next question we have is from Daniel. Daniel says, um, E-T-P-M-A-G, um, a big long code that one is. What is your view of this ETF? Thanks. It's a silver ETF. Now with ETFs, a lot of people know that I'm not a big fan of ETFs, but if you're looking at specialized ETFs like this is silver, gold, um, things like um, micro cap stocks or um, things could be on alternative energy, those sorts of things. Areas where we're not as familiar with and, uh, and or the companies in them can be a lot more speculative. Um, sometimes we get a lot of speculative mining stocks, a lot of speculative technology stocks. So sometimes it's better to have a fund that looks after those and has numerous ones to spread the risk and you invest in that ETF. But let's go and have a look at this particular ETF and have a look at it because I know gold has been running quite hard for quite a while and obviously that then would mean silver would take off after that and you can see that's the case here with silver sort of really starting to take off in July um, moving up very very vertically so at this point in time I, it just looks bullish to me um, how bullish it is that's a different question um, or how long it will continue to be bullish there's these sorts of things these are very cyclical you can see here back to um, 2009 so in the last 10 years you can't just buy and hold a commodity like silver you can't just buy and hold a commodity like gold commodities tend, tend to be very cyclical and it really does depend on a couple of things like the pricing of the australian dollar against the us dollar because uh, these sorts of things are traded in us dollars and also the actual commodity price itself if there's a big demand for silver it will go up but then the, the Australian dollar could be weak or uh, stronger weak against that and therefore you may not get a stronger move through here but it has gone quite vertical at this point in time so if you're not in it then I probably wouldn't suggest you get into it right now um, I think you'd, you'd probably missed your run if you're not into it the all-time high back here we can see here at 20, 44.85 it's getting pretty close to that um, but uh, look I'm not discounting it can continue to rise further than what it is now obviously it is a it's, it is an ETF it's been around about 10 years on silver if it does start to break through that sort of $39 mark then that would be my signal to get in and, and get some get get some exposure to this but if it starts to fall away this week then I wouldn't expect it to fall too far it might get down to $29.30 but I don't think it'd get too far further than that but I think it's a great looking ETF at this point in time again if you're not in it already just sit back and wait for a little bit um, if you aren't in it, sit back, sit back and wait for it. So if you are in it, don't sell. Um, but if you aren't in it, don't buy right now. But um, wait for a trigger for it to tell you the direction it's going in. Next, we do have a question from Adam who says, Hi, Dale, I discovered your weekly stock market, apes, stock market updates some months back and keenly wait Monday nights to watch it. Keep it up. Uh, I'd love to hear your technical analysis on Wide Open Agriculture Limited. Isn't it? I've never even heard of that stock. Wide Open Agriculture agriculture limited he said i don't currently own it but would possibly be looking to hold for the medium to long term any thoughts would be very much appreciated um thanks geez 
Thanks for the question on that one. Let's go and have a look at the chart. As I said, I've never heard of this stock um, at all, and that tells me probably why I've never heard of it. It it's, looks like it's a very small cap, not very liquid. Let me go down to the daily chart. It's really vertical, and if you're not in it at the moment, and a lot of people say, I want to get in for the medium to longer term, but again, you know, you're not that's just a guess about what it's likely to do. And I find a lot of people do that. They guess and they, they default to going medium to longer term because they don't understand the short term stuff. And I'm not saying that's the case with yourself, but just be very, very careful. I mean, looking at that, that's 741,000 odd shares at a dollar. So that's sort of $741,000 traded on that day, on last Friday at $247,000 traded on that day. That's very, very low liquid. Um, and just because you can buy into a stock doesn't mean you can get out at a fair price. And it has run very, very hard at the moment. It's looking a little bit bearish. If it does break through that 99 cents or below that dollar, then I would expect it to come sort of right back down. If that's 50 to 60 cents sort of area at this point in time. But um, it is looking a, decidedly weak over the last week or so. Uh, and the market's been a little bit weak as well. But the monthly chart has it's gone too vertical. It really has gone too vertical for me. So I would be staying right out of this at the point in time and if you are new to my reports then you probably understand that I'm not really a big fan of these types of stocks because they really are the buy and pray and, and most people trading these types of stocks buy into them and pray that they go up and uh, they turn a good trade into a long-term buy and hold investment because they get into it and they say just go sideways forever and a day or just go down way below their buy price and uh, and you're far better off buying good stocks like CSL. That's just so much better. I mean, whilst I said you can't buy CSL now, but I would rather buy that for a big medium to longer term buy than um, this stock that you're talking about at this point in time. But again, I'm really thinking those top 10, top 20 stocks will do a little bit better over the coming six to 12 months. And looking at this bottom end, just because they're around a dollar is not necessarily a smart move. But hey, we've all got to start somewhere, don't we? And uh, it's not that I'm against some of the smaller stocks. I do like some of the smaller stocks. I mentioned one last week on our live show. I, we talked about um, Animas. I mean, I was talking about Wise Tech um, for, for a stock about eight weeks ago before it took off. I do like some of those smaller stocks because some of them can give you good results, but you really do need to understand what you're doing, how you're going to buy, how you're going to manage it, when you're going to sell if you get it wrong. So you need to be really good on your stop losses and your exit strategies before getting into them. But thanks for sending your questions in and thanks for watching until the end of this video. I really do appreciate it. But if you do have any questions you'd like me to answer, just stick them below and uh, just get your fingers on that keyboard and plonk them below. Remember that we do, on this channel, we do these Monday market reports every single week. We also do our live stream every Tuesday night, 7 to 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Time. So hit that subscribe button now. Click the bell on the right of it so you know when we go live with our show and upload new videos. For now, I'm Dale Gillen, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth. Within goodbye, good luck, and good trading. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.